Welcome back to another podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about What If, episodes 7 through 9 with Otavio. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. It is good to be here. I, I like talking about What If with you guys. <laughs> I agree. I also have some Easter eggs from episodes 5 and 6 because I didn't have them written out from last podcast. So I figured I would go over the important Easter eggs and then just move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you have any initial thoughts before we begin? I think in general I'm just pleased and surprised at how well they could they developed Ultron. That I yeah, holy felt. crap, that was really cool. Yeah, that's basically the biggest thing, and then just kind of ex- really excited to to get some answers or just to to see more of the multiverse now as the movies come out at the end of the year and then next year. Mm-hmm. That's basically it, just excited for, for what's coming in Phase 4. Yeah, the potential for it all is really cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go back to Episode 5 first. Episode 5 was the Zombies episode. Mm, okay. Um, and this was based on the long-running comic book series Marvel Zombies, which was actually written by the Walking Dead comics writer. Oh, I think I might have heard that, yeah. Um, let me see. We opened in the beginning of Infinity War, where he finds the world in an apocalypse, which is very interesting. Uh, Bruce Banner finds the world in an apocalypse. <laughs> Um, a possibility for the winter scenery in the No Way Home trailer is from Bruce crashing through the ceiling from Infinity War. Oh, I've heard that theory, yeah. <laughs> that didn't repair it or whatever. Yeah, that'd be funny, because they surely have the means to do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Okoye says Wakandans don't need horror movies because they have American reality TV. These are just random Easter eggs through the episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fight ends with Captain America and Bucky, and Bucky says, guess this is the end of the line. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Uh, Hope goes inside of a zombie and expands to make them explode, referencing the Ant-Man Thanos theory? Hopefully, that's what we all wanted. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. And we finally saw it. I started cracking up when she did that. Hope tells Peter to smile for some reason. That's, that's the last thing she says to him before she gets mauled by zombies. She goes, "Peter, smile." I'm like, wait. Yeah, I was very confused with that. Like, what? Like, like, why do we need to smile? Also, just them, like, I, I felt like, oh, they were trying to develop a little something, and I was, like, so confused. Yeah, that was a weird relationship they had, but I'm glad they didn't go into it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Scott gets saved by the cloak of levitation and yells, Wimgardium Loviosa, from uh, Harry Potter. I probably didn't say it right, but that's okay. Yeah. And then in the... <laughs> it's okay. At the very end was a zombie Thanos appearing, and he just needs the Mind Stone. Alright, moving on to episode 6. Some random Easter eggs real quick. Uh, The importance of peace in Tony Stark's story. From the first scene to even endgame. 
how like when he's in the vehicle in the like the first scene that you see him mm-hmm. the guy's like holding up the peace sign and he's like no gang signs please no mm-hmm. and then uh he talks about peace um yeah. that's like his whole character almost and it just goes throughout the entirety of the MCU and Killmonger just destroys that idea in this episode Um, Killmonger infiltrated the Ten Rings, which was interesting. <laughs> I don't know how he got there. Um, yeah. Hmm? They don't, explain, they don't explain too much about the Ten Rings. No, they after don't. It became like a modern thing, so it's still very shaped, like mysterious. Yeah, I wish they went over it a little bit more. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Killmonger brings up peace means having a stick... Bigger than the other guy. Huh? That's what Tony's dad used to say. And then, um, I said, why is Shari, like, 12 years old in this episode? Oh, how old is she in Black Panther? I don't know, but she looked so little. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tony finds out the truth about Killmonger and attacks him with his own drone. Killmonger kills Tony Stark with his vibranium steel. And... Yeah, that's about it for that episode. So moving on to the new stuff. What'd you say? I've been hearing so many people talk about how Tony Stark's death may be an absolute point because of how many times it happens and how we always see it. (laughs) Ooh, that makes sense. Yeah. That would make perfect sense. There's like a little theory about um, it could be an absolute point in a bunch of universes, not all of them, or it could be in all of them. Mm-hmm. It's a, they started the theory with it's an absolute point in all of them because although we've seen it happens, we don't even but, know the rules of an absolute point though. There might be like right. I don't even know. <laughs> Maybe they'll yeah. address it in Doctor Strange too. That's true. So I guess as we move along, we'll like as we progress through Phase Four, we might get some more answers. Yeah. Um. So moving on to Episode Seven, the Party Thor episode. This was probably the weakest episode of the whole season, <laughs> but that's okay. It was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. The Watcher was a silhouette at first, but now he's gotten clearer and clearer to see. And this episode's called, What If Thor Was an Only Child? Loki was the reason Thor went through so much change in his life. So, he just became a... More of a narcissist, I guess. <laughs> yeah. More like the first time we saw him in Thor. Mm-hmm. But I found interesting... What I didn't understand was... How Loki was a frost giant um, in his form, and why he's why he chooses not to be like super gigantic in real, like in the normal universe. Adaptation, like, an advantage for fighting, being that tall, you know. Right, right. I don't get it. Adaptation, <laughs> yeah. because he was around Odin. And growing up around Odin and the Asgardians, he had no idea he was a frost giant. So he would act like a human. 
but in this universe, what'd you say? Maybe his body even forgot how to transform. I don't know. Exactly. Because when he put uh, Odin under his spell and, you know, kind of reign over Asgard for a little bit, he could have, I don't know, but people people will probably have a hard time understanding, so it would have been, well, I mean, they didn't even know it was him, never mind. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, classic Loki even says, like, or they say about classic Loki that they might have more power than they realized. Sylvie and Loki. That could be something. So maybe that's something that they have to unlock. Another potential. Yeah. Thor appears on Earth to party. Frigga. I love his mom's name. (laughs) Frigga. Frigga. Frigga tells Thor that he should have no more parties. Heimdall will watch him. Thor and his friends go into Odin's treasure room where we see the Infinity Gauntlet. The Executioner shows up at the party at one point on Earth. Howard the Duck appears at one point. Scrolls show up that turn into Thor. (laughs) Uh, Thor thought Jane Foster said Horse God instead of Norse God, which could be a reference to Beta Ray Bill. Oh, true. (laughs) (laughs) Horse. Horse god. <laughs> um, the Grandmaster, Nebula, Valkyrie, Drax, and Korg are also all seen at the party. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Darcy and Howard the Duck get married in Vegas. <laughs> this episode was just really random. <laughs> yeah. Maria Hill and Crossbones turn up to take in Jane Foster. Um, and then Nick Fury tries to talk to Thor briefly before getting ambushed by Korg. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that too. Rocket Raccoon is seen passed out. That was really funny. (laughs) Phil Coulson gets really worried about how large the party is spreading. I just thought that was really dumb. Like, that we're all concerned about this party. (laughs) It's a shield level party. <laughs> I, mean, kinda, I, I was a, a little confused at first, but then I was, realized how many powerful beings were just unsupervised in all corners of the earth, and something happened. Like, shield was pretty powerful, but like, I guess it was like the amount of people coming in from random places was increasing. Yeah, like, it was too many occupants on earth. Yeah. So S.H.I.E.L.D. takes the opportunity and uses the Captain Marvel beeper. They had never used it before Infinity War, and this is the situation that they choose. Yeah, it's so strange. <laughs> the Golden High Priestess is seen, and so is Loki. Loki. Yeah, she was there. Loki in his full frost giant form. Captain Marvel fights Thor, and it's a pretty fair fight. That was cool to see. Yeah, I like the transitions from country to country. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Captain Marvel is called a party pooper by everyone because it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Surtur flirts with the Statue of Liberty. Eh, It's hard to say. Surtur flirts with the Statue of Liberty. There's an MCU dunk wish for you. <laughs> J. 
Jane and Darcy contact Heimdall, who gets Frigga involved. Frigga talks to Thor and tells him to clean up the party. So Thor has everyone clean up and Loki isn't too thrilled. Thor has a happy ending until we see Ultron and Vision's body with the Infinity Stones come through a portal. Bruh. Oh, cool. I was like, how? What is going on? <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I was like, I say, hey. I said, oh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, it was a good, good ending. Yes. And then we move on to episode eight. What if Ultron won? Bro, for me, that was the highlight of the show. Yeah, me too. I, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> This was the best episode. So cool. If Ultron had actually become Vision, he would have basically been unstoppable. And we really got Ultron in all his glory in this episode. Yeah. Um, the beginning starts with Black Widow and Hawkeye fighting the Ultron bots. And in the beginning of the Age of Ultron comic book... Black Widow fights alongside Moon Knight instead, which is interesting, because Moon Knight's getting his own Disney Plus series next year, starring Oscar Isaac, which is going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard of it here and there. I definitely forgot about that. Yeah, Ethan Hawke is going to be the villain. Um, And then we got... Let me see... Apparently, this episode does more justice to the Age of Ultron story than the film itself. Definitely. Hawkeye has an invisibility cloak? Question mark? Yeah. I guess that's the thing. That was never explained, but he just, like, puts it on, and we're like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We see flashbacks of how Ultron was created. Tony Stark always wanted peace. Peace in our time. Ultron killed Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America in the beginning. He was very productive. (laughs) Black Widow and Hawkeye are the only ones who survived the planet somehow. Ultron puts himself into vision, and he kills Thanos immediately upon seeing him. (laughs) That was crazy. And he had... A bunch of stones. All of them, except for... The Mind Stone? I wouldn't say Vision could have done that in Infinity War just because... But why not? Very on guard, and he was... You know? But... He was too interested in the process of life. Huh? Oh, That's why he didn't kill Ultron at first. Wait, because Thanos wasn't... I don't know. Maybe you could try that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could try that. <laughs> try slicing the man in half. Maybe he's like, yeah, Thanos is actually a nice guy. Ultron makes himself a suit that can hold the Infinity Stones. Ultron destroys many worlds, including Asgard, Xandar, the Sovereign, Sakaar, and Ego. Crazy. He does it so easily. Yeah. 
Captain Marvel finally shows up and fights Ultron by trying to burn him in a planet's core. Ultron destroys her with the stones. <laughs> yeah, so quickly. Ultron starts to get bored after destroying basically everything. But I guess he didn't destroy all of Earth because Black Widow and Hawkeye were still alive. Yeah, he didn't explode the planet. But he exploded a bunch of other planets. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but when he exploded Ego, being that he's a celestial, that probably hurt. Raised some alarms for like other cosmic beings. Like that could tie into the Eternals because they were yeah. talking about the effects of bringing everybody back with a snap of their fingers and how, oh, you know. Throughout Endgame, like, that's when Loki went into his spinoff show, and that's um, when some of the this timeline branching has been happening, perhaps causing the, the alternate reality and stuff. So I think that this could be, like, I think the selections are definitely going to play a big role in the upcoming movies. I think definitely so, too. We've seen them in the trailer and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was really cool to see. We got an official runtime for Eternals, two hours and thirty-seven minutes. This, I hope it's a bunch of good things. The first reactions came out, and they're saying it's stunning, beautiful, creative, unlike anything Marvel's done before. But I feel like they say that every time. <laughs> um. Anyway, Ultron destroys her with the stones, and he starts to get bored. And then he's able to detect the Watcher. The Watcher had never seen this before, somehow. Yeah. Which was confusing. The Watcher really wants Black Widow and Hawkeye to find the file on Arnim Zola. Zola is an AI as well as... Or, and Zola is an AI at this point, as well as Ultron. And he can fight him. Ultron finds his way to the Watcher and fights him. That was the best part of the entire yeah. season. <laughs> that was so cool. Um, Hawkeye and Black Widow find Zola. Black Widow and Hawkeye shoot Zola into one of Ultron's bots and shoot his legs as well, so he can't actually do anything. Hawkeye sacrifices himself for the multiverse. It's like... A mirror image of Black Widow sacrificing herself in Endgame. Um, we see the Watcher in action, which was awesome. Ultron sure. bites a galaxy like Galactus. Dude. <laughs> Talk about a replay. Talk about a rewatch button. <laughs> Are you going to try to draw that? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> that was really cool. Maybe Galactus is coming up in season two of What If. Hopefully. That'd be cool. That'd be sick. That'd be, I hope he's well. I think... <laughs> I hope they do him justice, you know? They probably are, because it's been taking so long, and they know people want to see Galactus. And... I want to yeah. see Purple Smoke. That's I want I a think. cloud to eat Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Eliath. What? Eliath from Loki. Oh, okay. A single Eliath. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot you thought it was a Eliath. Um, 
In one of the realities Ultron and the Watcher fight in, Steve Rogers is being sworn in as the president. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> Ultron is like the most powerful villain that we've ever seen in the MCU. Probably, I think. Or Infinity Ultron, I should say. Because it's it's in a very much it's in another level because next level. Oh, uh, next! I'm thinking. I'm co- the only two that are coming to mind is King and Aura. He remains because of the. But you know what? You know what? He who remains might have gotten beaten out here. I don't know. Yeah. What's more powerful? Ultron. Is it more powerful to control the stones or time itself? I think it's because um, the reason why he became so powerful, I think, is once. Here's the thing: Thanos didn't get a lot of time with all six Infinity Stones. He got like three, two seconds at most. <laughs> he didn't get a lot of time. <laughs> but definitely not enough time to get be aware of all the cosmic stuff going around, and unless he purposely activated the time stone and hung out there or whatever so <laughs> well, you didn't want to destroy everything him, either like, becoming aware of the watcher is what made him like next next level like becoming mm-hmm. a multiversal threat i think the infinity stones weren't it until he became aware like the infinity stones are probably you know top tier powers in the mcu but right once he broke into the watcher's space I he became most most dangerous villain, definitely. Oh yeah, for sure. I think you're right there. It's so nice seeing that because he looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> he did look really cool. Um, his voice was, even though it was James Spader, he they did a good job. I I liked the way. Yeah, he they did do a good job. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Overall, I really enjoyed how they how they uh, went for Ultron here. The Watcher meets up with Doctor Strange Supreme and breaks his oath in order to save the multiverse. And we move on to the season finale. Last episode. What if the Watcher broke his oath? So Doctor Strange Supreme had a, had in a way broken his oath as well. So they're kind of united over this. Mm. Captain Carter is re- <laughs> Captain Carter's with Black Widow and Crossbones in a scene from the beginning of The Winter Soldier. Instead, this time, Black Widow mentions Bernard from Accounting. Uh, the first time it was Lily from Accounting to Steve. Oh, they were both from Accounting. Yeah, maybe Lily and Bernard got married. I want to know. Ooh! (laughs) (laughs) Captain Carter and Batroc fight? See that fight again? We see Ego at the Dairy Queen from the end of episode... (laughs) That's just a funny sentence, I'm sorry. (laughs) We see Ego at the Dairy Queen. (laughs) Dairy Queen from the end of episode two, and he just goes to steal his powers away from Peter Quill. Oh, yeah. T'Challa shows up and saves Peter Quill from Ego, and then the Watcher shows up and snags him. Gamora's episode was seemingly supposed to be in this season, so I'm assuming that it's in season two. Oh, okay. 
Um, in the episode, Gamora kills her father, so that's why she's chosen, apparently. Because she killed Thanos. Yeah. Because watch, the Watcher does call her the Destroyer of Thanos. Um, the Watcher was intentionally getting closer and closer every episode. A metaphor for the audience. Uh, Nividalir has Tony Stark and Gamora and Idri, the dwarf. Um, Pepper Potts and Shuri trying to fight Killmonger in Wakanda. It's like all the storylines were continued in a way. Which was really cool to see. Um, Party Thor fighting Ultron bots in Las Vegas. Party Thor is horrified being pe picked up by the Watcher. <laughs> that was pretty funny. The Watcher has all of the characters meet up in a bar from Captain Carter's memory. Killmonger and T'Challa are oddly on screen together, even though Killmonger killed him in his universe. Yeah. It must have been awkward. <laughs> The Watcher and Doctor Strange Supreme explain what's happening. The Infinity Crusher is uh, the Infinity Crusher is shown, which can destroy the stones to atoms. Doctor Strange Supreme tells Captain Carter that Steve Rogers took the super serum in his universe. Um, will there be a live-action film for the Guardians of the Multiverse? Maybe. I don't really care for one and keep it animated that's fine Same. yeah i like it yeah animated. like i don't feel like oh, i really want one you know like yeah it's not necessary ultron finds them and dr strange supreme gives the team a protection shield party thor tries to take out ultron with his hammer and screaming viva Las Vegas! <laughs> and Ultron says, I can't say I've heard that war cry before. That was one of my favorite lines. Uh, the protection shield allows T'Challa to be able to snag the soul stone from Ultron. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to hold the infinity stone. Yeah. Um, we see Doctor Strange Supreme rain zombies onto Ultron that explode. So the only storyline that we didn't get a full c conclusion to is zombie Thanos. Yeah, that's what I was very confused about. <laughs> Maybe he just... I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. The team are transported to the universe where Black Widow is getting Zola together. Doctor Strange Supreme spell holds up against the might of Infinity Ultron. The fights against Ultron were really cool to watch. Yeah, I really liked what they did with Yonder, like replicating a couple yeah, times. Yeah, that was really cool. It was so cool. <laughs> it just reminded me of like Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor fighting Thanos in Endgame. Mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. There's a long shot of the soul stone on the ground, and we see the heroes falling around it. That was cool. Very artsy. Yeah. <laughs> the Infinity Crusher doesn't work because it was designed to crush the stones in Gamora's universe. Black Widow shoots the Zola virus arrow directly into Ultron's eye somehow. This is for you, Clint. And he gets killed by Zola. 
Killmonger takes the Infinity Stones then, and the suit that Ultron had to hold them. He had ulterior motives, but the Watcher saw this coming, it's okay. We see Zola pro projected on Vision's body, just like his comic book self. Zola uh, apparently comes back as an AI in someone's body, and he's on their stomach as a screen. That's funny, so like, it was a nod to that. Um, Doctor Strange Supreme creates a pocket dimension where Zola and Killmonger are trapped. Everyone returns to their proper timelines and universes. Um, the Watcher tells Peggy Carter that her universe needs Captain Carter. Uh, but then he turns to Black Widow and places her in a different universe because hers what? was basically destroyed. <laughs> The Watcher thanks the characters for their stories, basically, and vows to look over the multiverse. And then in the end credits, we see the Hydra Stomper, and Black Widow says someone's inside of it. I don't... That, why, why did they do that? I was like, no more than whatever, okay. I don't see the point in doing that. <laughs> so this was the last thing released... With Chadwick Boseman. That's it. That's really sad. Um, season two is going to be nine episodes as well. Okay. But yeah, what'd you think of the uh, the finale? I liked it, you know. Um... I don't know. That's okay. Like, I'm just thinking about the post credit scene. I don't know why they ended like that. Yeah, I don't know why they did that either. Like, there was really no point. This, that, that, that feels like something they would do between episodes. Right. Especially with the storylines. Like, for me, she was going to be like a cliffhanger, be it like a you know, bigger scale or something. Right, it should have been something on a bigger scale. That's fine. I like the finale. Yeah, me too. But Ultron's episode was the best. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Yes. Um. So upcoming for Marvel and the MCU, we got Eternals coming out November fifth. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Um, and then we got Hawkeye coming November twenty fourth. I didn't are, you, are you excited for that, Otavio? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, don't shoot. <laughs> so the first two episodes are coming out on the first day, apparently. And then the four remaining episodes will come subsequently, weekly. That is interesting. Yes. And then once that's over, the Book of Boba Fett will start on December 29th. You should watch that. That's a spinoff of The Mandalorian. It's a continuation of season two. Oh. Which you never finished. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Spider-Man No Way Home coming December 17th. There's rumored to be a trailer coming out very, very soon before Eternals comes out. And then... Um, the last thing I have is recently Marvel delayed 
every single one of their films except for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, and Eternals and No Way Home. They didn't delay those. But Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness, got delayed from March to May. Thor Love and Thunder from May to July. Black Panther July to November. The Marvels November to February. And Ant-Man 3 February to July. Yeah. When is, when is Guardians? Uh, May 2023. Okay. And then it'll go Ant-Man 3, and then the phase should close out with Fantastic Four at the end of that year. So that means we should know who the Fantastic Four are very, very soon. Oh yeah, the fan fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, do you have anything else that you wanted to discuss on the MCU? No. What, <laughs> what if or anything? Um, I guess no. I- Something that came up, I'm kind of intrigued about the Watcher moving forward, how involved he's going to be in, in anything else other than what if. Yeah, it would be really cool to see like Jeffrey Wright try to bring him into the MCU in live action, actually. Yeah. I would love to see that. Because we only saw that weird, pasty one in Guardians <laughs> <laughs> The um, weird, pasty one. Like, with the blank eyes. No, I, I know what you're talking about. Up. He looked terrible. Hey, they just walked away from Stan Lee. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, same thing that I said before. I'm just excited for what's coming. Yeah, me too. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you have anything you want to say for an outro? Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, listening. While listening. Remember, <laughs> I was going to say watching. <laughs> thanks for watching. No, thanks for listening, and I hope you are having a good day. If not, I hope it gets better, and remember to drink water. <laughs> Be nice to each other out there. <laughs>